forefathers, yet they have their old man, that is their flesh man, and his lust broken down, humbled, and deadened. As a result, they are no longer fleshly or worldly, but are now reborn spiritually via the water of the word in Barak HaKadosh. Within the book of Joshua, we can expect to learn the plan of Elohim concerning the body of Yahushua, i.e. his ecclesia, and those born-again believers that make up spiritual Israel. We'll learn how they're entering into the kingdom of Elohim and what to expect once in, as well as how to proceed once in. Another perspective we'll be exploring is that of the land and the inhabitants of the land, how the land of Canaan speaks to the kingdom of Elohim within you, and how its inhabitants relate to the remnants of the fallen angels, demons, devils, and other unclean spirits which currently inhabit the land inherited by the born-again believer. All right, that's said. We're going to jump into the book of Joshua today. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at chapter 11b. You know, and so we got into chapter 11 last week. We're going to finish it up this week. We left off at verse 14. We're going to pick it up with verse 15. So can I have my first reader read Joshua 11, 15 through 17, please. As Yahuwah commanded Moshe, his servant, so did Moshe command Joshua, and so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that Yahuwah commanded Moshe. So Joshua took all that land, the hills, and all the south country, and all the land of Goshen, and the valley, and the plain, and the mountain of Israel, and the valley of the same, even from the Mount Halak, that goeth up to Seir, even unto Baalgad, in the valley of Lebanon, under Mount Hermon, and all their kings he took, and smote them, and slew them. Hallelujah. Okay, so Halak speaks to that which is bare or smooth. It's from Kalaf, meaning to slide by, you know, and Seir speaks to that which is goat-like, demon, or a devil, you know, if you would. And Baal God, well, Baal God speaks to the Lord of good fortune. Uh, yeah, or you can say the Lord of fortune. You know, so essentially this passage speaks to Joshua, that is the body of Yahushua destroying all the religious folks from their land. That is from within our faith. You know, uh, they were speaking about the general believers, the clergy, the enlightened ones, those trying to draw near to other gods, those depressed as well as those content within Israel to serve other gods. All those accursed devil worshipers of Israel who live for filthy lucre's sake. You know, uh, but I would love to go into this, but since this isn't a discipleship course, I'm not going to get into the intricacies of how I concluded this description. Nevertheless, I assure you that this is what it speaks to. You know, it's speaking to that which is within the land. And the land is a type of our flesh bodies. The land is also a type of the kingdom of Elohim, which is a type of the many-member body of Yahshua. You know, and so they had to eradicate these things from the land, which is a picture of them eradicating them from the body. Now, take note. Because it says Joshua made war a long time with all these kings. So they weren't no pushovers. You know, all the other kings that um, we read about, you know, they, he kind of took them out in, 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 you know, in a short time and, and made quick work of them. But not these. You know... These he had to make war with for a long time. So much so that the text points it out. Joshua made war a long time with all those kings. So, you know, when you see that, you know, you have to take note. You know, that should raise a flag in your, in your mind. You know, it's, that's a remask. It's a hint. You know, so that you know, like, hey, you know, consider this. Say lie. Me and my next reader read verses 19 and 20 of Joshua 19. I mean, Joshua 11. There was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel, save the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon, and 
all other they took in battle. For it was Yahuwah to harden their hearts, that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might destroy them utterly, and that they might have no favor, but that he might destroy them as Yahuwah commanded Moshe. Hallelujah. You know, and so none of them made peace with the children of Israel except for the, um, the Gibeonites, you know, and they tricked their way into Israel, but they got in, so can't be mad at them, you know. They made their way in, you know. Now, it was of Yahuwah to harden their hearts, it's, it's, we're told, and that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might destroy them utterly. You know, utter destruction was necessary due to the many doctrines of devils that filled the land then and now, actually. You know, and the more things change, the more they remain the same. Just like uh, Solomon uh, told us, there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. You know, so I want you to understand that, you know, the same dynamic exists with us now today. You know, and if you don't see that, then you're going to have trouble understanding Scripture. Because outside of that, it's just ancient history. You know, but you have to understand that it, it has an application, you know, for us today. It has, even as it had an application for those of yesterday, even as it has an application for those that will come tomorrow. That's the wonder of Yah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? You know, and so it has an application for the born-again believer today. And that application is we're to do as they did. You know, we're to get we're to get everything that exalts itself uh, above Yah out of the land. You know, that is out of our flesh bodies, out of our lives. You know, and we're to act like we're at war. You know, utter destruction is necessary. Because these doctrines of devils are dangerous. And these devils are dangerous. Never forget, we fight not against flesh and blood, right? You know? These devils are real. These principalities, these powers, these wickedness in high places, it exists. It's real. You know, I'll never think just because you don't physically see it, it's not real. It is, it is real, I assure you. You know, now, many of these remnants of these things still exist now today, and they are in the body. And they are in some of us. Even you know, so these doctrines were polluting the planet at large. Hence, Yah was utilizing Israel to utterly destroy them. That was His will. Yet, due to Israel's stiff-necked disobedience, many of these doctrines still exist even today. Consider the following: We see in Deuteronomy twenty verses sixteen through eighteen, it says, "But other cities are those of these people which Yahuwah thy Elohim doeth give thee for an inheritance. Thou shalt save alive nothing that breatheth, but thou shalt utterly destroy them." Namely, the Hittites and the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, as Yahuwah thy Elohim commanded thee, that they teach you not to do after their abominations, which they have done unto their gods. So should ye sin against Yahuwah your Elohim. You know, they, Yah wanted them to destroy them. Now, just prior to this, you know, in Deuteronomy, um, believe like 13 through 15, you know, guys talking about how Israel was able to enter into league with those who lived in faraway lands. So those people who weren't in the land of Canaan, it was okay for Israel to join in league with them, to covenant with them, 
you know, and to deal with them. But those who lived in the land, this was the fate that they had to um, endure. Now, I want you to see this, spiritually speaking, I want you to see how it applies to us now today. Now, how this applies to us now today, this is just simply a picture of the born-again believers going, into, going throughout the body of Yahshua and eradicating everything that offends. That's within the body. Not those that are outside the body, even as Paul would teach. Paul, Paul teaches that you're not to judge those outside the body. But you absolutely supposed to judge those that are within. And he says, don't even break bread with one that, that, is, that is a sinner. That's within the body. You know, you are to judge the ones within. And it's just so many, I just hear that so many times. People that, you know, thou shalt not judge, thou shalt not judge. No, you don't judge the world. You don't judge the peoples of the world. But the peoples of Yah, you absolutely supposed to judge. You know? And so this is the job of the clergy, you know, is to keep the body clean <laughs> just like you just like this this uh this land speaks to your flesh body you know on an individual from an individual perspective well who's your flesh body is supposed to be a temple temple of elohim a tabernacle where the most high dwell right, right. all right now we know yahshua is the high priest correct, correct. Yeah. so who's the lower priest that's supposed to take care of the temple because the high priest didn't, he didn't, he didn't tend to the temple in that in that manner. He didn't clean the temple and things of this nature. So whose responsibility is that? Yes, it's it's the it's the other priest, the lower priest. And so who's the lower priest of your tabernacle? Absolutely, we are. So please understand that if you don't keep it clean. Who's responsible? Absolutely. So y'all's gonna get with who? Exactly. You know, so we have to go through the land and destroy everything that offends. We have to make certain that the temple, the tabernacle of Elohim, stay clean and holy, that he might dwell within our midst. So that he don't find an unclean thing and turn away from us. You know, that's, that's, that's really important to understand. You know, and so this is just a macrocosmic um, view of that. But if you shrink it down on a micro, uh, uh, microscopic, macroscopic, I meant to say, not cosmic, <laughs> macroscopic view of that, if you shrink it down into a microscopic view, it just looks like us dealing with us. You know, so, you know, the, the, the whole thing is that Yah was concerned with is that these peoples of the land, these wicked ones, that they will teach you to do after their abominations, which they have done unto their gods. You know, and now we know the history, you know, because we have scripture. So we know that Israel wasn't obedient. In this regard, we know that they were stiff-necked. We know that they allowed some of the peoples to remain, and we we know that some of their doctrines still remain. We know that they became thorns in their flesh, and they began to do just that. They began to do after their abominations, you know. And yeah, I was upset with them, you know. But what I'm trying to get you to see and go, and understand is remnants of that still remain. And so we have to do what they didn't do. We have to utterly destroy them. 
So I pray you can see that it was their religion which was taboo to believers. It was their doctrines. It was their teachings. It was their practices. This forbidden knowledge. This was forbidden knowledge that Yah didn't want his people to learn. And this forbidden knowledge spoke to how to worship demons or devils. Even the very demons and devils Yah was seeking to stamp out. So that they wouldn't cause us to fall. Joshua 11.21 continues on and it says, And at that time came Joshua and cut off the Anakims from the mountains and from Hebron and from Debir and from Anab and from all the mountains of Yahudah and from all the mountains of Israel. Joshua destroyed them utterly with their cities. Now the Anakims, the Anakims speak to a tribe of giants. Anab, you know, speaks to grapefish or grapedom. Now, the pig painted here teaches that we're to cut off even the giants of the faith that offend. How many of you know there's some giants in the faith? You know, we're to cut off even the giants that offend. We're to cut them off from our communities, our associates. We're to cut off their teachings as well as their proponents. Even all that praise them and hold to their evil doctrines. We're to cut them out. So we're to cut them out of our personal lives. And then we're to cut them out of the body of Messiah. We're supposed to be at war. Every one that professes to be a born-again believer supposed to be at war. As long as these things remain, we're supposed to be fighting against them. Amen? Joshua 11.22 goes on to say, There was none of the Anakims left in the land of the children of Israel, only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod, there remained. You know, and so these these were in the enemy's territory. There was giants that still remained. You know, now Gaza speaks to the fortified or the strong. Gath, a wine press. Ashdod speaks to um, it means I will spoil, i.e. damage or um, to damage irreparably, ruin, or ravage or powerful. You know, so um, the picture being painted here is that of all the giants being annihilated by the born again believers except for the strongest, most pressing and most brutal of them. They got all the other ones though. But the strongest, most pressing and most brutal of them remain. But why let these survive? Why not kill these during that time as well? Well, I'm glad you asked, because y'all had a plan. In Exodus 23, 29, he said to Israel, I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. But he said, by little and little I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. You know, so we see that this was a part of Yah's plan. Now this is, you know, a stronghold. Look at how large this door is. You know, and someone told me the giant had to stoop down to get through it. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> you know, but it, it certainly does give you a perspective of, you know, why would someone make a door that large? You know, maybe they were giants. I'm just saying. Let me have my next reader read Numbers 1333. 
33 is the end of chapter 13 and um, then it goes into 14 so uh, I want want you to read numbers 13 33 through numbers 14 3 and then drop down to numbers 14 27 and 20 through 29 and there we saw the giants the sons of Anna, of Anna which which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moshe, Moshe and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, With Elohim, that he had died in the land of, of Mizraim, or would Elohim we had died in the wilderness, in this wilderness. And wherefore hath Yahuwah brought us unto, unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey, where it, were it not better for us to return to Mizraim? How long shall I bear with this evil congregation? which murmur against me. I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, as truly as, as I live, saith Yahuwah, as ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Your caucuses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Hallelujah. So, we see verse 33 says, And there was, we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. You know, and all the children of Israel murmured against Moshe, saying, uh, against Moshe and, and against Aaron. And Yah heard and said, Wherefore have ye brought us, and they said unto Yah, wherefore have Yahuwah brought us unto the land to fall by the sword? You know, and so Yah heard it and he responded by saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmured against me? Now take note, he told us that they murmured against Moshe and Aaron, but they were Yah's representatives. So when you murmur against Yah's representatives, it's like you murmuring against him. So he, he says, how long will I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? He says, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. You said it was better, you know, that um, that Yahuwah brought you into the into this uh, land to fall by sword. You said that our wives and children should be a prey. It was better for us to return to Mizraim. So, as you said, so so y'all did. He says, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. Mm -hmm. And all that were numbered of you according to your whole number, 600,000 of you, mm -hmm. would die in this wilderness. So hereby we learned that it was due to fear. Now get this, because this is important. So all you would be born again believers, and you know, understand that it was due to fear of these giants that the first Israel became a curse to die in the wilderness. So the same giants that we were talking about, the Anakim, you know, it was due to fear of these giants that the first Israel became a curse to die in the wilderness. Therefore, let's be certain to learn the lesson here that we find ourselves, that we don't find ourselves facing a similar fate. You know, because... <laughs> First the natural, then the spiritual. This is what they went through naturally. This is what we have to go through spiritually. And I'm here to tell you that the giants are still around. They're spiritual giants that we have to fight against. I'm a, I pray that I help you see some of them today. On an individual or personal level, this speaks to us reading our thoughts, emotions, actions, as well as our lives at large of the aforementioned forbidden knowledge and practices of the wicked. See, there's many, there's many 
knowledge, much knowledge and many practices that so-called saints do that are against the will, way, and purposes of Elohim. And these filter down to us from the Nephilim. Now, on a corporate level, this speaks to the eradication of such things from the body of Yahshua at large. So we're not to just stop with ourselves, but then we're to go on to the body of Yahshua at large. You know, so it's each one personally, then with the assembly, and then the assembly, you know, go against the body of Yahshua, um, those in the body of Yahshua that offends you know, at large. And then it's supposed to, if everyone did that, we would eradicate the enemy. Especially seeing that there's a church on every corner. Yeah. Say lie. Yeah. Verse 23 goes on to say, So Joshua took the whole land according to all that Yahuwah said unto Moshe, and Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel according to their divisions by their tribes, and the land rested from war. So hereby we learn that we're not to rest until we too have accomplished this feat. Therefore, it behooves us to understand what these things look like today. Some masquerade as holidays. You know, some of these doctrines of devils and these devilish practices masquerade in the faith today as holidays. We see in Jeremiah 10 about bringing a tree into the house and decking it with gold and silver. Amen? You know, so here it is. We're reading about how Yah said don't do that. But one of the most venerated days in Christianity is a day in which they teach you to do just that. Can't you see that this is a doctrine of devils? Can't you see that these are wicked practices that's been, that's been handed down throughout the generations? Can't you see that this is what we're to be fighting against? This is where we're supposed to be at war? We're supposed to be at war with this type of knowledge, with these types of practices. We're supposed to eradicate them from within from within the body of Yahshua. You know, then we have Easter. Which comes from Easter. Of another pagan god. You know, they talk about Christmas being the son's birthday. And it is. But it just wasn't the S-O-N's birthday. It's the S-U-N's birthday. See, they play word games. You know, this Christmas used to be on December 22nd. Oh, yeah. Because it was the day after the winter solstice, which was the shortest day of the year. The 22nd has always been called the sun's birthday. Because after the shortest day of the year, the sun comes out a little bit longer. And then the next day, a little bit longer. And a little bit longer. So it seems like a baby that was born that's growing. Hence, the sun's birthday. Now they just took their marker and put an arch over the U and made it S-O-N. And said it's the son's birthday. You know, but understand that these are doctrines of demons. You know, the 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 legend or myth or you know or folklore centered around Ishtar is that she washed up a um ashore in the form of an egg. And this is why you had an Easter egg. 
you know, why celebrate the son's birthday? Because there was a God that was represented by the son. His name was Baal. He was a fertility God. And his wife, which was Ishtar, represented the moon. It was a moon goddess. Again, a goddess of fertility. Hence the egg. You know, hence the Easter bunny. What does a bunny have to do with Pesach? What does a bunny have to do with Passover? What does eggs have to do with Passover? Absolutely nothing. Can't you see that this is remnants of another faith, another religion that still exists within the body of Yahshua even now today? This is the stuff we're supposed to be at war with. This is, these are some of the largest holidays on the planet. I think they will constitute as a giant. They pretty giant size. You try to, you know, pull people away from that. You know, I know the people in here, they already, they already done been down that road. Was it a fight? Yeah. We at war. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. You know, now, and Halloween should be obvious. I mean, come on now. That that should go without saying. They say, okay, we we're not gonna call it Halloween no more. We're gonna call it All Saints Day. Are you serious? Come on now. Like, if you can't see this, you know, I pray y'all open your eyes. You know, but these are doctrines of devils that have infiltrated and mixed with the doctrines of Yahshua. And it's no different than those, all those Ikes, those Canaanites, those Jebusites, those Perizzites, those Hivites. You know, it's no different than them being in the land and doing their wicked practices in the land and worshiping other gods in the land. It's the same thing. Now, many fall under the guise of what we call today superstitions as well. So you have a lot of superstitions, you know, and these are also just filter down beliefs and doctrines of devils. Such as you don't take two mirrors and put them, you know, across from each other because it creates a portal for the devil to come through. You know, you don't let nobody, you know, touch you with the broom while they sweeping. <laughs> because if you do, one of your parents will die. I'm here to tell you these things exist. These are these are what we call superstitions, but I'm here to tell you that they're doctrines of devils. I'm trying to let you in on a secret as to where they came from. So that you can fight against these things. Because they are not true. And they're they're not true for those of us in the body of Yahshua anyway. Maybe they're true to the happy heathen, or maybe even the unso happy heathen, but they definitely not true for the servants of the Most High El. So we're to eradicate these things. You know, Friday the 13th. You know, all of this nonsense. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's a ton of them. You know, Others, you know, have to are centered around good fortune or bad fortune or what we call today good luck or bad luck. You know, either to bring about good luck, things to do to bring about good luck, you know, like, you know, carry a rabbit's foot, you know, and or a four-leaf clover and 
all this crap, you know, or things to drive bad, bad luck away from you, you know. Please understand, there's no such thing as luck. There's blessings and there's cursings. Amen? You know, but these are doctrines of devils. You know, to bring, the, you know, and they, they put these things out so that, you know, you can do them to bring good luck to you or to ward off bad luck. Why? See, you won't understand if you don't remember the definition of a demon. Demon, the root of the word demon means to distribute fortunes. To distribute what we call today luck. You know, so while you're trying to ward off bad luck, you're trying to, what you're actually doing is serving a, a devil. While you're trying to you know, bring good luck to yourself. What you're actually doing is serving a devil. You're worshiping a devil. And you're asking him, you know, to reward you with good fortune. Understand. Nothing new under the sun. You know, this is why many don't make it in the kingdom. Because they're doing these things. Even while they think they're serving Yah. You know, and a lot of it is because of ignorance. Since, you know, Hosea 4, 6, my children perish for lack of knowledge. But I love the latter part of that verse. It says, because ye reject knowledge, I will reject thee from being my ministers. So please understand. You know... Yah will bring knowledge to you. But it's upon you as to what you do with it. You know, these doctrines of devils still exist because these devils still exist. You know, and they're keeping a lot of people from making it. Now, spiritually speaking, it's the grapes versus the giants. What are you talking about now, Pastor Obadiah? What you mean, grapes versus giants? Well, in Yokanon 15, Yahshua said, I'm the true vine and ye are the branches. And he told us to abide in him. And if we did, we would bring forth much fruit. Well, what kind of fruit do a vine bring forth? Grapes. You know, so we supposed to be the disciples of Elohim because he told the disciples to go out and make other what? Disciples. You know, and so if we're good disciples, then that means we bring forth good grapes. So we the, we the grapes that have to fight against the giants. You know, I know it seems a bit lopsided. But yeah. The grapes have y'all on their side. The giants don't. Now normally, the grapes will lose. But with y'all, we got it. You know, this is a picture of an actual Sumerian tablet depicting a giant king sitting on his throne. You know, and this is just to show that, you know, this is not just fairy tales that we're reading. Giants did actually exist. Even though they try to make it sound preposterous today, archaeologists have long since proven that giants did exist. You know, by digging up stuff like this, and I don't know why they, they, they insist on covering the truth up. 
you know, but, you know, it shouldn't surprise us because, you know, that's what they tend to do with the truth. They try to kill it and they bury it. But truth always does what truth do. It rises. So when they tried to kill our Messiah, who was the truth, he rose. When they tried to bury this truth, it has risen. Now these normal sized people right here. But look at the king. I would say that qualifies a giant. It go a couple more giants. These are spiritual giants that propagate doctrines of devils. Take note of the hand gesture. Because that's a demonic symbol. Birds of a feather flock together. These are spiritual giants. I don't care what you think about these people. They're our enemy. They promote and propagate doctrines of devils. And one that really gets my goal is the prosperity gospel. Also known as the word of faith movement. That's what it was originally called, the word of faith movement. You know, where essentially, you know, it speaks to if you have enough faith, you can manifest whatever it is you want. You can manifest wealth and health just by having faith in Yah. Well, that contradicts what Yah said. Yah said, yeah, he wants you to have faith, but he said that he'll bless those who obey him and he'll curse those who don't. So just because you have faith, that does not constitute you receiving blessings from on high. I don't know what Bible they were reading. But you can see why they're proponents of doctrines of devils. Now, yeah, that's Tyler Perry, and he's anointing T.D. Jakes. You know, now, I know, like, many people heard about the scandal that's, that's going around with, with these two. But you shouldn't have been surprised because he was initiated right here. This was in 2014. He was initiated right here. Now, he's the bishop. He's supposed to be laying hands on him. The seven foot transvestite. But instead, the seven foot transvestite is laying hands on the bishop. And you look at that and you think that's by happenstance. But I'm here to tell you that's not by happenstance. This, this did not happen by happenstance. This, this is not arbitrary. See, first of all, I'm not even going to be hanging with a man that wear a dress. You say what you want to say. I'm not with that. Let alone having them lay hands on me. Now, he did give him a million dollar donation, so maybe that, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. He did announce that he was giving a million dollars before he laid hands on him. Oh, wow. oh, you know, but to me, that's holotry. Yeah. My soul not for sale. All right. You know, 
But this shouldn't surprise nobody after this. Like I say, he was initiated years years prior, ten years prior. They thought people forgot about that. I didn't. Here's another giant. There's another giant, a proponent of doctrines of devils. She came from up under T.D. Jakes. Yeah, y'all didn't know it was female giants too. Absolutely. Here's another one. She also came from up under T.D. Jakes. He mentored her as well. You know, this is the this is the body of Messiah, y'all. There is giants in the land. They still about. They doctrines still exist, and they're still prevalent, and they still stomping on the grapes. One day we're going to unite and fight back. That's the day I'm waiting on. One day we're going to wage war. Amen. This is a, an actual photo of an actual um, giant that lived, you know, uh, I forget. I think this was in like the 1800s or something. It was, it was a, uh, or early 1900s. It was a while ago. It's an old photo. But... Yeah, look at the size of him to regular guys, and even to even to the to the mule, the donkey. If he was to get on, it looked like the mule should be riding him instead of him <laughs> him riding the mule. That's that's who we have to go up against, you know. We got to fight these folks. This was a photograph published in the magazine in 1906. Or is that 1806? I can't. 1895. Oh, 1895. 1895. You know, this is, this is, you know, they, they found this, this giant mummy. You know, but I'm here to tell you that we have some dead spiritual giants too. This is one of the dead spiritual giants right here. This is Minister Kenneth Hagen, or you know, I don't even you know want to even um, address him that way. We're just gonna call him Kenneth Hagen up in here. You know, this is Kenneth Hagen. He he was he's he was the progenitor of the prosperity gospel. The word of faith movement. He's he's the one who's noted to have fathered it. You know, he truly was a giant in the land, and just because he's dead, don't think that his doctrines of demons have gone away because while he was here he started Rainbow Bible Training Center that actually trained many 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 mostly all of your your um your mega your mega uh, pastors your mega church pastors of uh, the prosperity gospel they come out of two schools essentially this is one of them that was started by the father of the Word of Faith movement, the Prosperity Gospel movement, Kenneth Hagin. This was 
2014, they were celebrating their 40th year. So I suppose this year they'll be celebrating their 50th year. I just, I, you know, I present this to you so that you can see that the Giants are still in the land and are hard at work. Where's our schools that's teaching our truth? Where's our proponents of truth and righteousness? This is another giant skeleton that was found. See, no matter how you try to bury the truth, it will always rise. These giants existed and they still exist. But it's not the flesh ones that we have to worry about. It's the spiritual ones that we need to be worried about. Because they live on. They live on. Their doctrines live on. They're still infiltrating and corrupting would-be saints. They're still causing the body of Yahshua to be shunned by Yah due to their wickedness and their defiling it. Here's another dead giant. And this he was another major proponent of the Word of Faith movement or the prosperity gospel. And he died in 2009, I think, or Roberts died in like 2003. At like he was like 81. Um, I mean, 80, 80 something. And this guy here, or Robert, I think he lived to be 91. You know, so. But even though he's dead, the secrets of their power lives on. Because they made certain that it would. This is the Oral Roberts University. with his own giant obelisk from the looks of it. You know, but I'm, I'm showing you this to, sh to show you that, you know, that these things still exist, that our enemy is still around, that, you know, they're still hard at work and, like, they done all but snuffed out the truth. Those who really walk in this truth are few and far between. I'm here to tell you that we're, we're very unique as an assembly in that we're doing things that haven't been done since Yahshua walked the earth. You know, it's been very, very long time since folks was keeping Torah and Yahshua's commandments. Since folks was Adhering to the original calendar of Yah, based off of nature. But they're trying to snuff out the truth. He came out of the school of Oral Roberts. So did he. He even named his church Word of Faith. Was he with Hagen? I put him up under the wrong slide. But he's still in the group. You know, still part of that prosperity movement. You know, still propagating those doctrines of devils. It must work because they all rich too. Quite, quite. Let me take that back. They're all wealthy. You know, it's, it's, you get beyond rich at a point. You know. Here's another one. 
he's a proponent of, he didn't come out of one of those schools, but he's a proponent of the Word of Faith movement and, and the prosperity um, gospel. There's another. <laughs> Have you noticed anything? Have you noticed these giants are the top leaders in quote unquote Christianity? They giants that need to be slayed. Their doctrines need to be slayed. And I'm going to go on record saying that we fight not against flesh and blood. I don't want nobody going out trying to kill nobody. <laughs> I'm talking about demons, devils, unclean spirits. Emphasis on spirits, not people. I don't want nobody talking about this. We got to go to war and running, chasing somebody down. You know, no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about spirits, not people. But the spirits work through people. You know, and these doctrines of devils, they continue on today. And it's because of people like these that continue to cause it to thrive. Now, you know I had to conclude my man. I mean, he's such a proponent. His last name is Dollar. You know, <laughs> you, you don't even have to ask what what uh, what gospel he preached. You know, his last name is, you know, he done made it. It's, it's his name. There's another. All of your, your biggest pastors... Our proponents of this this prosperity gospel, this word of faith movement, you know, that teaches that, you know, all you have to do is, is have faith. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not just have faith, but you also have to sow a seed. You know, so it's your faith in conjunction with the seed that you sow. So if you want a little prosperity, you sow a little seed. If you want much prosperity, then you sow a large seed. I forgot about that part. How could I forget that? You know, but it's it's doctrines of devils. That is not how y'all works. That's all I have for you today. Pray was a blessing. Question from online. Doesn't the word luck come from the name of Lucifer? Not in accordance to any etymological uh, etymological dictionary that I've seen. Questions? Here you go, sis. I have a question. Um, somebody said that they don't believe in the spirits. Uh, how should I answer a question like that or a statement like that? Well, if they don't believe in spirits, they don't believe in Yah because. Scripture teaches that the Heavenly Father is a spirit. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> don't have any announcements because we just had them. Uh, we just uh, <clears throat> And our observing servants of the new uh, month, month 11, a couple days ago. So, got a few weeks before we'll have another uh, new month. Uh, <clears throat> we do have some additions of the latest show fires on the table. 
Uh, they've been out for a week or so, but if you didn't grab a copy, please do so. And uh, those that are online, um, those that are online, you can uh, <coughs> see it. I'm still there. Those are online. It's also on the website. <coughs> so you can grab it, uh, see it online if you uh, can't get a physical copy. I'm just reading this one. Okay. Hallelujah. Um, I know we focused on like the larger giants, right? Um, today, but today, would another giant or the fruit of 